when I first heard Stakes is high. I was Stakes is high. You know them stakes is high. We talking about them. Stakes is high. Y'all know them stakes is high. When we dealing with them. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Stakes is High podcast, a real podcast having real conversation with real people. And I am Jones and I have my man TC in the house. What's up, brother? What's going on? Chilling, man. How you doing? Good, man. Good. Man, I've been Chilling. looking at your Instagram, man. You, you, you've you been on stage rocking it. What's up with that? Yo. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Trap karaoke, man. Man, y'all was up there. You was kind of looking stiff, man. I, man, like I, was, I, was, I was living the dream. <laughs> Listen, man, anybody that's been or hasn't been, whatever, man, Trap Karaoke is an amazing event. Uh, touring the country, man. They, they have select cities that they go to, man. You usually just... Uh, uh, sign up uh, for your city uh, on their website, just trapkaraoke.com, and it's a um, link on the site to, you know, sign up your city, right, right. come visit your city. But yeah, man, uh, it's actually uh, our boy Marco. Um, he he got selected to perform, so I went up with him, man. I actually went up on stage twice, so I did that performance with him, and then uh, they they do like wild card drawings, and they say so they just like pick whoever's like hyping the crowd, and like you come up and then you know whatever songs do it do this song and so yeah, that's what's up. yeah one of his boys got picked so he went back up with him <laughs> and then uh shout out to dj mac May, my boy danny mac he got picked for a wild card and i went back up with him right, you on stage so a few we, times. we cool. up there just our whole little section was just <laughs> on stage man just, so basically it's karaoke just all trap music then it's but it's not just karaoke it's a concert man we were on we were on stage at the House of Blues, dog, like packed House of Blues, first floor, balcony level, everything, like <sighs> lights, DJ behind you, like it's crazy, That's like you up, putting on a concert. So yeah. it was fun, That's man. Cool. That's it's, cool. it's, it's 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 a good time. And they're coming. You said they're coming to Indianapolis. They're, they're supposed to be. There's okay. no official date yet. Um, so keep it's not posted, but yeah, keep an eye on it. Yeah, I want to check that out. That sounded like it was a good time, man. man. So. It was a good yeah. time, man. Yeah, before we keep going, um, and you know, before we forget, where can they find us? At Stakes High Pod. That is on all social media, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And then for our episodes, find us on SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, and Stitcher. If you have any questions, concerns, comments, or uh, want to be a guest on the show, please send us an email at StakesIsHighPod at gmail.com. Yes, sir. And speaking of uh, individuals sending us, like TC said, if you have a show idea or if you want to be on or if you have someone that you want to have that you want to be on the show, yo, send us an email, hit us up on all the social media or whatever. And uh, we, you know, we we consider it, man. We kind of keep grinding and we trying to put out show after show. So there's no bad idea for a show. Maybe we can take it and flip it and try to, you know, make it work for our show. Yeah. But um, please yeah, send those emails or whatever. And, um, you know, we'll get it. We'll, you know, we'll make it work, which we have, you know, you know, shout out to all the people who have sent us show ideas that yeah, we've, we've, you got know, a, we've, <laughs> yeah, we got a number of folks. Yeah. Here, so, 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 so we yeah. appreciate that, man. It was actually that listen and do, uh, send that feedback and, Absolutely. and those suggestions. We definitely, uh, listen to that and make it work. You yeah. Know, yeah. want to get the people what they want. Man. Yeah. Try to yeah. try to. Yeah. Um, and speaking of, uh, you know, people who listen and support, you know, I want to shout out to Tandy. 
uh, man, she's been riding with the podcast. You know, we got a few people who who's been riding since day one as far as listeners yeah. and, you know, giving advice and, you know, giving constructive criticism that I can people that I can call friends. And Tandy's one of those people. And she hit me up and she was like, yo, um, she always hit me with different show ideas and everything like that. But uh, she hit me up and was like, yo, I have someone that I think that would be great for the for the podcast. And I'm like, okay, who? And she told me this, uh, uh, told me the story, brief, a brief story of our next guest. And I was like, yo, we have to. So I took it to TC and I was like, yo, TC, I have a possible guest. And I kind of told him, you know, a little bit of the background, what Tandy told me. And just, um, man, Tandy had so much to say about how dope this next person I'm going to introduce. She, you know, she bragged on it, like, yo, good friend, dope. And actually when um, uh, I hit, I think I text you and then Tandy and we were going back and forth and Tandy felt like it was her need to step in and be like, Hey, like the big mom in this whole situation. But uh, no, shout out to her. But uh, our next guest, man, you know, it's crazy because this is actually TC's first uh, guest without really knowing, you know, yeah, the individual. And I don't yeah. know her either, but you know, we've had communication through text, but uh, I'm very excited to have our next guest on and hear the story and hear, you know, all the way from the beginning to what she's got going on now. Without any further ado, I want to introduce Ashley. What up? Hi, you guys. What's How going you on? doing? <laughs> I'm doing well, thank you. Yeah, you, we we didn't have anything for her to you know drink. She brought in some. What you say that TC was an expensive, healthy drink? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> you see, I got I'm my like, clearance. Oh my <laughs> it's a green juice, so it's uh, it has a great concoction of some apples, some spinach, cucumbers, kale, yeah. all the good green uh, yeah. stuff. Okay. That good, we good, need, good and so. healthy. Yeah, yeah. good yeah. and healthy. Yeah, I was like, that's not Hennessy, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, you know. Yeah, man. I don't well, think she wants the hand. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ashley, welcome to the Stakes is High podcast. Thank you. We are an adult podcast, so you can say what you want, how you want, you know. Yeah, I'm, definitely. No censorship. No censorship. <laughs> so. <laughs> Unless you ask us later, like, hey, you know, can you take that out? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me review it first. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Definitely. Well, um, like I said, thank you again. Um Tell us about yourself. I know, obviously, you're from the fort. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, I'm Ashley Barnett. Okay. And, um, wow, a little bit about myself. Um, I guess I'm going to start from where I am and kind of retract. Okay. But um, I am a wife, and I've been married for about eight years nice. um, okay. to my uh, partner, my husband, Durand. And uh, we have a blended family, so I have three stepsons, and they are 10, 13, and 18, mm -hmm. and then we also share um, our daughter, who's six. Okay. Um, I am a model, and so I do a lot of commercials and advertisements. Hey, shout out your Instagram, because I just looked at it, I'm like, well, she is an, she's official. Let me not, let me not shoot down anybody's dreams. Anybody that's nah, just nah. aspiring out there. Now, nah, let's thing. just give, this is Ashley's day. Yeah. This, she's official. My, I was she's looking official. like, let me make sure this ain't no Instagram. Nah, this is real. Yeah. <laughs> this, ain't, this ain't the corner with the timer on the, on the, no, on the iPhone. Nah, this ain't the iPhone know. picture. <laughs> Listen, been there, done that too. Hey, though. you yeah. got to start somewhere. <laughs> start from the bottom. I yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, I mean, so I guess family-wise, um, that's a little bit about myself um, to date. And my career is that I am a model. I'm 
also a coach, and so I hope I help talent here out of the Midwest oh, um, find um, their niche in the modeling realm. And so um, I host a workshop where I teach them how to get um, um, their portfolios up to par to where it's marketable, and their chances of being denied by like a client or mm. an agency are lessened. And so we host those um, workshops either online or internationally out of the country. So every so often, um, every three to six months, we go to a different country and we um, have a workshop. We have a photo shoot experience um, where clients are um, collaborating with different hair and makeup artists, wardrobe stylists, um, photographers. That's dope. Um, you know, and obviously we have the amazing backdrop of the country that we're in um, to kind of create this amazing portfolio yeah. um, update. And so... Um, my business um, kind of started for people who were like myself, who um, kind of had odds faced, you know, against them in life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's where I wanted to, you know, I kind of wanted to, um, you know, and I mean, you know, it's crazy. I when, you, when you're saying this, I'm like, damn, I never thought about someone having to do that and help other models because, you know, we see, I see, I look at TV or I look at a Instagram page. I'm just like, oh, okay. You know, they got lucky. Somebody sent them a picture and, right. you know, boom, you know, but it's interesting. You say this are things about that you have to do in that game, you know? So yeah. I want to come back to that because sure. I most definitely want to get every, you know, get how people can get in touch with you or if you can inspire someone who's, you know, looking to model or someone looking to do similar to what you do, you know, as far as that. But what I wanted to, you know, um, going to it looked like that's where you was headed as far as the conversation um your childhood mm -hmm. you know the grind of what created you who you are today and similar what tandy was telling you know kind of some of the story that she told so sure. yeah so so we're gonna start at 1987 yeah let's go 1987 <laughs> <laughs> let's go to 1987 <laughs> we're gonna both back let's go back. way back yeah turn the turn that, oh, the 87 <laughs> music 80s you know, and you know, I, you know, TC and I have been talking about it ever since. I mean, literally, we have talked about having you on since Tanya, and it's been a few months now. You know, and just throughout the shows and a couple things has happened. But you know, I, I'm really ready to hear this story and have so many questions. So sure. let's go back to '87. <laughs> well, that's when I was born. <laughs> I'm a Gemini. <laughs> um, but yeah, so 1987. Um, I, Tandy may even know more about my 1987 than I know, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I was born and my mom, um, was very young and, uh, she just had some difficulty with, um, having to make a choice being that, um, she had my, well, to make a long story short, um, I was adopted yeah. and, um, you know, getting to know my mom, I'm very sensitive about how I address this um, okay. because I do my best to put myself in her shoes mm -hmm. instead of um, trying to relay this story as if um, people should feel sorry about the circumstances for me mm -hmm. um, or make my mom look any less of the great woman that she is mm. and so um mm -hmm. how long did it take you to get there because honestly i think i'm battling that 
I've started, I've looked back a couple years ago and just said, all right, stop blaming and blaming and blaming and put yourself in that person's shoes. Mm -hmm. How long did it take you to get there to be able to just say what you just said? It's still a journey. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think officially, maybe about, um, if we had to push the envelope, maybe two years ago. Mm. Yeah, that's where, that's that's Mm. interesting. Yeah. Okay. How, how old was your mom when she had you? If so, you don't mind me uh, my mom was, uh, I think, 15 or 16. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. Um, yeah, the complex cool. here, why I, the twist is that my mom had four girls and I was the only one she gave up. So... Mm. So the other three were before or after you? Well, I was I would the second, and then second. there were two born right after. Well, one that was born right after me, and then another that was born six years later. Okay. So, um, yeah, so she had us all consecutively, um, and then she made a choice to give me up, you know, and uh, my mom, who took me in, um, later decided that she was going to adopt me and so um, I think I struggled for a long time feeling as if something was wrong with me and mm. that, um, you know, I wasn't as lucky or, you know, I just kind of felt like the black sheep for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, when did you... So... When did you find out that you were adopted? When did that, when did your adopted mother inform you that, hey, I'm not your real mom and you know how that, Yeah. when did she do that? I think it was around when I was seven. So um, after, it was, I guess it's supposed to be like a temporary situation that my mom was. Mm-hmm. Before you, so how old were you when she adopted you? Seven. It was seven. When no, she no, she get your. Wait, she gave you up at three months. At three months. At three months. Yeah. So okay, she. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. At three yeah. months is when. You, okay. And so, um, it was. I guess supposed to be temporary. It's always two sides of the oh, story. Yeah, so yeah, I'm absolutely. just putting. I, you know, I'm yeah, not yeah, trying yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. side one story here, side that one there. I'm just <laughs> figuring the out the one yeah. that receives information, and <laughs> right. I try to put it all together right, according right, right. to how absolutely I trust it. Okay. So um, seven years old, she. How how did it, how do you remember how I she do. told? I do. I'll never. Yeah, yeah of course. Never yeah, forget yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. You know. So, um, I had a older brother who was a year older than me, um, who was my mom's, my adoptive mom, my adoptive mother's uh, biological son. Mm-hmm. So it was just the two of us, and so I grew up believing that this was my brother, and I had my aunts and my uncles, my grandpa, like everybody felt like they were biologically mine. Yeah, seven years. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so one day um, there was a conflict, I guess, with my biological mom um, not showing up to court. Um, And I can imagine that being extremely difficult for her and something that she would rather avoid, especially being a young adult and not really sure how to, you know, naturally let go. And even down to the legal terms. And so um, my adoptive mother, she just, because the courts needed 
an official okay since my biological mother did not show up, then they had to put the decision basically in my hands. Mm. So at seven, at seven. And so my mom remember just being at my grandpa's and, uh, she sat me on her lap and she asked me and, and, and not, it wasn't something that was easy for her. You know, it's very difficult. I don't necessarily remember her facial expressions as much as I remember her energy. And it was cautious, you know? And so she just sat me down on her lap and, you know, as a, I wasn't used to sitting on my mom's lap like that, you know, though we were mm-hmm. close, you know, didn't have a, I don't recall a lot of lap time. So it was, you know, something that I knew was very you serious. Sense, yeah. Sense yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, she asked me if I knew what the word adoption meant. I had never heard of that word. And, um, yeah, she just told me like right then and there that, um, you know, I have a different mother and she, you know, gently let me know that I have the story and why I ended up with them and let me know that we have to go to court for this. And that's why she had to tell me. Mm-hmm. And so I remember just getting off my mom's lap and going outside where my brother was on the porch and just like, like an OG leaning against the banister, like Hit the wall processing yeah, it, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And I remember telling my brother, like, I'm adopted. And he was like, you know, sympathetic, but then trying to figure out what all that meant. But yeah. He kind of knew it was <laughs> heavy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, uh, yeah, I walked that journey. And life was never the same from that moment. So, so go ahead. Um, so your adopted mother, who who was she to your birth mother like but let me ask you a question before you go there okay did she live like is this is it true she lived right next door i just met tandy like over the last maybe i don't know five or so years ago okay so yeah tandy from what tandy tells me yeah they live next door to tandy lived next door to my uh Real biological, biological, yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, my mom, my adoptive mom, and my biological mother did not live next door. Okay, okay, that's what. Okay, when she told me that, I was thinking, wait, you live next door to the, you know, adopted in the biological. Oh no, no, no. no, Okay, okay. So Tandy lived next door to the. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And so, uh, um, they were cousins. Cousins. Okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So it was like family taken in. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why I was saying. Again, this was something that was supposed to be temporary. Uh-huh. Right. Which, a lot of times that happens. Per, per, yeah. Permanent. So. A lot of times that happens. Yeah. Um, that's crazy. That's, kind of, that's probably, you know, I mean, also when you're saying, you know, your aunts and uncles and grandparents, everybody, you know, took you seemed, in so to, much, seemed yeah. to be, you know, because it was, a, it was actually a relative of the family. So it kind of, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Um. Looking back at that, and it was one of the questions I had because I, I know I know a few people who have been adopted and never met their parents, and you know, uh, going back at seven, taking on all that you know your adopted mother 
And it seemed like she had to tell you because it was based on the court saying, hey, she's going to have to make a decision. If you can go back and you wasn't presented with that situation as far as just knowing what you know now, when do you think would have been a good time to or anyone who has an adopt who has a kid that they've adopted? When is a good time that you think that they should present or should they present? Mm -hmm. Hey, you're adopted and, you know, I'm you know, you have a biological mother or father Mm -hmm. when, you know. When do you think that's a good time to do that? Um, Just based I've off, asked off you. Yeah. That, yeah, if I had rather not known or, you know, um, you know, I if it was me, I probably would have told my child, you know, I would have raised my child letting her know that she was adopted. I just believe in truth, you know. And so at seven, having to take on that, it was very, it, it opened up a door to a whole nother life. And it just, you had to refigure some things out and you had to um, know your, you didn't, you didn't know yourself anymore. Right. You right. know, so, and that's, if you keep it real, that's the one thing that is, the problem with us today is our identity. Mm. So immediately, you know, learning that in what I would call a delay kind of traumatized or hindered, hindered my, what belonged to me. So you think it should be done at an early age to present it? I just, I would love my child that way yeah, yeah yeah for sure for sure um you said something about you said that you felt like you weren't wanted why me type you know that when how old were you when you started thinking that was it right away or when did you start feeling that you know no it wasn't right away I mean there was wait that was that's lightweight stuff compared to <laughs> you know right away okay you know more or less just trying to um And I'm trying to really recall, but <clears throat> I think right away it was just the it was just heavy. And Probably trying to understand so, what adoption meant. Yeah, anyway. that was more yeah, it was just an yeah, understanding true, true, of what true. really just kind of happened, you gotcha, know. Gotcha. And you know, and immediately your cousins and them they come through <laughs> like <laughs> teasing you. Like I yeah. think that's kind of what it was that kind of opened up that door too. You know, I got my I was the only girl for the long for the okay. longest. You know, between my brother and my big cousins and. They take it as a joke, you know. My uh, brother didn't. He was a little bit more sensitive. But then, you know, you got them bad cousins that mm-hmm. don't, you know, that's their job yeah. to, you know, be teasers and pickers. Yeah, so did everyone in the family know this? No, or? this is all, this was a, a, a secret. And so once I shared it, it So how did your, I'm, I'm sorry to cut you, but how did, what did people think that when your adopted mother shows up with a, three month year old or, or is the family not close okay so because um, you know what so i mean yeah, they, so yeah. we've just kind of you know umbrella some things but okay. you know a little bit of detail is my mom was pregnant and my adoptive mom's sister were the same age and they were in school together so my aunt knew that my mom had already been pregnant was pregnant with me 
and that she was facing this dilemma on whether or not she should keep me or not. Mm. So she shared it with my biological, I mean, with my adoptive mother, letting her know the circumstances. And my mom was like, hey, you know what? I can help her out. Gotcha, Let me, gotcha. you know, try to um, temporarily, you know, temporarily yeah, yeah, yeah. come in and, you know, help the situation. So my biological mother trusted, trust the situation. And um, my mom had some paperwork stating that, hey, this is what we're, this is our agreement. Um, however, according to my biological mom, the paperwork stated that this was something permanent, that it was adoptive papers. Mm. And because she, my biological mom said like she felt as if because she was young and not really, you know, that thorough in reading a contractual paper, she just kind of signed it and trust that, you know, trust what my adoptive mom was saying. So there's so that a lot been her, of... That would have been her aunt? No, they're cousins. They're cousins. I mean cousins, cousins, cousins. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're cousins. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, there's a lot of problems between both got of my it. moms. Got it, got it, got it. And... I was just about to... I was about to get It's been that way for a long time. Yeah. And, you know, growing up, I just kind of felt in the middle. And so I had never met my biological mom i seen her one time in target but i didn't know she was my mom and i just remember like oh my gosh like who's that angel you know and that's what she looked like to me like she just stood out she looked distinctive she looked like somebody i liked and she looked like i she was just like like um just like i just followed her my eyes just couldn't take my eyes off of her my mom my adoptive mom introduced her to me as my cousin before she even told me that I was adopted. And, Uh, you know, I just kind of remember just like, man, like I like her, I don't even know about (laughs) her, but I like her. And so, uh, but yeah, there was a lot of strife between the truth and different sides of the story once I was made known. I can imagine. So it was was hard growing up. And so as a, you know, an adolescent, you just kind of try your best to um, you know, live with it, but it's difficult because I'm a believer in Christ and I just truly, then I didn't know any better, but I can see now how, you know, Satan has, you know, these are cases that he specializes in. Mm-hmm. And so, um, he, I believe just came in and tried to set up shop immediately in my mind and, um, you know, started putting the doubts, the questions, the insecurities, you know, the fears, um, the voids, that emptiness. Um, and you know, again, going back to that identity thing, um, kind of stripped me piece by piece of everything. Um, you know, but I, I, I'm okay with that because of God, like, right, right. you know, and I just, I, I just, it's hard to kind of articulate, but I see how God was able to use this for his glory. Got it. Yeah. And, um, and I just, 
as a result of, you know, having that brokenness and having that abandonment and dealing with adoption and dealing, you know, we didn't even talk about my dad, you know. Yeah, I was going to ask, I was going to ask, did (laughs) you, you know, um, did you, well, well, before we go to your father, um, when was it, so did you, have you ever met or tried to have a relationship with your biological mother? Because I know in the beginning you said you tried to put yourself in her shoes and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So you, have you, were, have you been able to maintain yeah. or get a relationship with her? Maintain? Yeah. Well, mean, how did that start? I want to know how, who started that? Did you reach out to her or, you know, how'd that go? Yeah, I mean, once again, just to, you know, not enlarge God in the, I mean, I I haven't, I don't, I have to enlarge him because he did everything like every, and we still, he's still working on it, you know, but, um, uh, he gave me opportunities to meet my mom. Um, thankfully my, I feel like my adoption was somewhat, not as worse off than some. Um, yeah, I mean, I've heard some pretty, you know, people going through multiple, you know, first going to foster care and then all, you know, just. Yeah, and I did go through that. I was just, but for a small period of time. Okay. So, you know, okay. I didn't remember it, so I don't feel like it's significant, you know. Cool, cool. But. When I met my mom, I met my mom on a several occasions, but I remember in particularly one summer, my mom, my adoptive mom, let me go and, um, well, let me backtrack a little bit. My mom is very beautiful. So off top, I just had a attraction towards her. This is your biological mom. My biological mom, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I just always felt like I wanted to show her off. I wanted her to be a part of my life. Mm. I wanted, I had ideas of what it'd be like if I did live with her and what is it like to, you know, wake up next to her, have her come to my school functions and things like that. And, um, so eventually we did meet and my adoptive mom allowed me to keep communication with her um, at some point. And so when I was in fifth grade, I asked if she could come to my school to spend, you know, um, some time with me there. And she did. And from there, she asked my mom if she could, if I could come spend the summer with her. And I did for like two weeks. <laughs> how'd that go? I mean, how'd it go? Oh gosh, it was a disaster (laughs) because my mom, my adoptive mom, you know, she is overprotective over me, you know, and so she would call and probably the same thing I would do with my daughter with the exception of making my daughter feel like she had to pick and choose. So Mm. she would call and she'll be like, you know, are you, you know. Are, are which house do, are you happy there? They ain't got the same kind of cereal we got, do they? Right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like, you know. <laughs> you know, this could vary. And like, she would just ask, like, um, and she, she, my mom might even, 
you know, quote me down. She has never said those things, but um, <laughs> she'll just be, she would ask like, um, are you ready to come home? Are you ready to come home? Like, are you, um, um, you know, are you content? Um, which household do you like better? Yeah. Um, you know, just kind of asking questions that would obviously make me feel like I did not want to disappoint my right, right. adoptive mom. And, all, and, and I was fully aware, even at that in fifth grade, of all that she has sacrificed. You know, my mom ha- has always told me, like, I took you without knowing if you had, you know, any type of disease, anything that was terminal, like any disabilities. And that was always like in my head as being love, you know? And so I just kind of, um, didn't want her to feel like I didn't appreciate her. Yeah. But in the back of my head, I was like, Oh, I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad I get this moment with my mom. And though she worked a lot, my uh, biological mom, like I just was happy to be in her company, like in her household. And, um, but like I said, that didn't last long. And then I was, I had a chance to bond with my biological sister yeah i was gonna ask about that yeah and so that probably was a big thing like i got new sisters now you know yeah. especially at a young age you yeah know? and so um my mom tried my adoptive mom did do her best once we we had introduced um ourselves to one another to try to keep that relationship going but mm-hmm. um but in particularly this particular summer um my mom my adoptive mom was just a hothead like mm. she was just very um sensitive about the situation and and when i say hothead i mean in a that was her expression of love you know but um she couldn't take me being over there that long she wanted me back (laughs) home and so there was nitpicking and you know next thing i know there's a fight my mom shows up there's a you know Uh argument a fight and she's like let's go like you know, and I heard, I remember hearing the words my mom, my do, my biological mom said to my adoptive mom, like, I'll never forget it, but she was like, you stole her from me. And my adoptive mom was like, well, why didn't you call the police? You know? And from that moment, I always kind of believed my adoptive mom concerning her side of the story mm-hmm. and kind of felt like she just solidified it with, you know, her truth with that comment. Cause mm-hmm. I've always heard yeah. both sides that, you know, there was some, a little bit of, um, unfairness about how this all happened. Yeah, there's no, there's no rebuttal to that. You know? Yeah. There was no rebuttal. <laughs> <to that. laughs> why you, if I stole her, then why you didn't call her? Yeah. <laughs> like, and so she's got nothing. Yeah. Clap. But you know, <laughs> I, don't, I don't, you know, for me personally, I, you know, that's just the, I guess, their story, but not necessarily my story, you know? Yeah. What about yeah. now with your biological mom? So, yeah, um, to answer your original question about how I've been able to put yeah, now, in yeah, the relationship, yeah, and things yeah. like that, um, you know, I've, go- I've gone through things and I've been a human and I've you know, fall into... We've made mistakes. Yeah, to yeah. some circumstances without always necessarily using my intuition or my common sense. And um, 
so it made it easier. I've been forgiven of some things that have been traumatizing, you know, and I've been selfish before. And so for me, I just felt like it became easy to, you know, go down that path of being down to earth with her, you know? Yeah, man. You know, I think that, I think that's what forgiveness is. You know, I think we have to, I mean, especially things that were done to us at an early age, um, or even, even now, you know, and it's very hard and it's very mature of you to be able to say, all right, let me step back and put myself in that person's shoes. Mm -hmm. Because we just look at it from a lot of times we look at it in a narrow minded way of like, how could you do that to me? Mm -hmm. You know, and like you said, she was 15 or 16. I looked at I, I put myself think about it. If you put yourself back at 15 or 16 and they say, here's a kid. You know, how would you respond to that? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know how I would respond to it. You know, so if an older cousin is here to say, let me help you out. Would I? Maybe. I don't. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. know. You know what I'm saying? So I think the challenge, though, with the why it's took taken a, maybe a longer time, though, is because my mom, my adoptive mom used to always say, like, once you turn 18, like you can, you know, if you want her in your life, you can have her have her in your life. So I pursued that. You know, and then that's where the real struggle came in at. That's yes. where it was yeah, the most yeah. difficult because that was it was my my Your adopted mother made made it seem like as if you were choosing mm -hmm. your well, biological well, mother over. No, I yeah, think you that, said that too, but more or less building the relationship with my biological mom yeah. at eighteen uh -huh. was very difficult. Yeah, um, on the terms of just us and uh, without, oh, okay. you know, any middle person or any influence, you know, that was difficult because I wanted something that was difficult for her to give. Mm -hmm. And I remember probably I, impossible, almost impossible because I mean, I shouldn't say impossible, but it's almost like I if my expectations for you are right here. And you've never been able to give me this, but I'm expecting you to give me everything I want in this in this package right here. But I would even keep it simple. But you even know, with being simple, simple right. yeah, it, it, it was still difficult. Like yeah, and, you know, because yeah. I didn't even, you know, my list wasn't that long. It would be just a simple um, call a checkup on me, you know, yeah. or yeah, you know, yeah. um, come spend time with me, or. Um, you know, just every time we talk, let's try to move forward from adoption conversations yeah, or yeah. like, but it would be very difficult to kind of break through that barrier. But I guess we had to go there, yeah, you know, yeah, but, um, it's, yeah, that's, let me ask you guys a question because then it's kind of like, so do you guys think like, um, I mean, it's interesting you're saying this. So like after you forgive someone for something that they've done, do you put those expectations back on them or do you just say, okay, I forgive you and I'm just going to accept who you are. Like you said, you, 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 you had a, you forgave your mother, right? Mm -hmm. So do you just say, okay, cause after you forgave her, you almost gave her some responsibilities of this is what you expect. Should you have just said, you know, I forgive you and let's just let it be what it is. You know what I'm going to say? 
I don't know. You keep getting stuck on that. That's like that. That really messed you up, didn't it? <laughs> you say that every episode. <laughs> hey, it's it's relevant. Forgive, forget, and forgive, and remember. It's relevant. I don't even remember the whole conversation behind <laughs> this. Okay. We said something Insider. like, Insider. yeah, we said something like six months ago, and he says it every episode. Okay. <laughs> it's not every episode. It almost. I swear but to God. Whenever, whenever he get, comes with a scenario that's a forgive and forget or yeah. forgive and remember situation. Mm-hmm. You gotta just say, yeah, he forgive can't, it, forget it, forgive it. He didn't, rem- he didn't understand uh, those two things. But yeah. anyway, let's get stuck with that. I mean, I don't know. I think that it. Just, <laughs> so the question was, do you keep those? Do you reapply those expectations? Yeah, because it sounds like that's what you did. So when you turned eighteen, you was like, okay, mom, right, right, right. here, here I am. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm old enough to where my my adopted mother can't hey do they got better food over there do you want to come home now it's like hey i'm an adult let's let's build yeah you know what i mean so i mean yes i did put the expectations there because i thought that they were mutual Mm. and um i seen that my mom had habits of not being as engaging with me as I had hoped for and that took some some yeah it took some years you know to kind of um you know at one point I thought I I forgave her for those things and then I would say okay well let me let the bar down and just kind of you know let's just when you come in town just come say hello you know or and then she would come and it'd be only for like 10 minutes and then that'd be disappointing or like you know just you'll just be like oh man that wasn't i had to realize my mom said something my biological mom she said um you have to get to the point where you'll you have to embrace that a piece of your puzzle be gone forever Mm. and so that was kind of like my breakthrough. It was just like, I don't have to go looking for this thing. Man. I don't have to, you know, try to recover. Like, it's just gone, you yeah, know? Yeah. And I think from, and then not only that, I think we bonded over my adulthood because I dealt with some adult issues. And I called her up one day and I just said, hey, I really think what I'm dealing with is a result of you. Mm. And if I could just put my flash drive into your computer, Uh, you know, and just, we just download some stuff. Like, I think that I will be better off. And so from that moment, I, cause I, I, I had thoughts that maybe my mom doesn't engage with me because she feels, I'm, I thought like, um, she, I still had feelings that came back that said, you know, at some point you develop your confidence and you cool. You're like, oh, I'm okay to be adopted. I'm not, you know, all right, it just is what it is. But then when you really see firsthand just from an engaging perspective that you're still rejected, you yeah. start asking, does she trust me? Am I, am I right? Does she think I'm retarded? Like, I know that sounds strange, but, it, you know, I, I'm comparing myself to my other sisters now at this point. Mm-hmm. Am I, is something wrong with me? Right, you right. know, um, am I articulate enough to hold a conversation or like, am I smart enough? Am I not beautiful enough? Like, am I um, you start asking yourself questions about your why 
And uh, why is it still, you know? And right. then finally, when I just came to her and let go of all my whys, and I said, you know what? We have a problem. And I truly believe that regardless of what it is that I may be dealing with or what I think your opinion is towards me or blah, 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 how you may take it, I know for certain that I'm jacked up mm. as a result of you. Do you think, um, and it's interesting hearing you say that because maybe it was, be, you know, and a lot of times if you go to people and, you, and you're in a, in a vulnerable spot or a place in your life and you come to them and it was almost like, hey, this is where I'm at. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm messed up. And I think it's a result of where from you or not, mm-hmm. but you're coming to them admitting like, hey, I need your help. And That's this what is, I said. Yeah. yeah. And do you think that and, and, I, and a lot of times I think that what happens when you come to someone, for example, whenever you break the ice with someone, mm-hmm. it's almost like you have to show a little bit of vulnerability just so you can say, yeah. All right, we cool. I'm yeah, cool. You cool. Yeah. You know, you went through something. So to me, so to and that's me. what a lot of times people yeah. are able to connect, especially if we both can relate into like a time of struggle. Mm-hmm. Like, man, you remember in college, man, all we had was ramen. Man, me too. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then we can connect there. And we had a lot of me too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that maybe that was like, oh, okay, cool. Because before you were like, all right, I need you to do this. And you know, this, your expectations were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm-hmm. But then when you come to her in that vulnerable, like, hey, I need you. Mm-hmm. And that's the part of me where I said, can I plug myself into your computer? Yeah. That I needed my healing. She probably saw herself in you that day. Oh, like, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's my daughter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> before her cousin was like, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's yeah. been a process. So I've been able to just, you know, embrace that. And, um, you know, I still have issues because I deal with, um, and Tandy could probably, you know, vouch for this but I you know I have sisters that make this situation less easy too I mean I'm at the point now where um just it is what it is but like I've had issues with them not involving me not making me feel um connected to them they don't invite me to things. They don't yeah. hang out with me. They don't call me. They just treat me like, um, I've, I've always said, like, they treat me as if being adopted is my problem. And little do they know that I like that about myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think it's a conversation like uh, that maybe that you're adopt no i'm sorry your biological mother has put that separation there my biological and my adoptive mom i felt like has some responsibility in the relationship that me and my siblings now have with one another um however being that we're all grown, you know, I'm 30 now yeah, and yeah, my yeah. oldest is 31. My older sister's 31. My other sister's 29 and the other one is 24. So they probably haven't let go that you're the other, the other sister, you know, if it would, I don't know if that's what they're using, mm-hmm. but I mean, really maybe that's what they're holding on to. And like, we all, we have, you're my, you know, we're here and you know, she's an outsider because of the, 
disconnect that your biological and like you said, your adopted mother created. Mm -hmm. So they probably felt like we have to keep this bond and it's not right. You know what I mean? But, you know, adults can really put things into kids' heads and they hold on to it for a Mm -hmm. long time, regardless if they're putting another kid on a pedestal. I've seen that plenty of times to Mm -hmm. where they're, two brothers living in the same household and then one that pop you're my first son you look like you're going to be the athletic one Mm -hmm. and he puts him all he talks about that person that other kid struggles you know what Mm -hmm. i'm saying so maybe it was that separation that they created and now they look at you as the outsider you know i I don't know maybe yeah it's very possible um i mean it's something it's definitely a documentary (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah but you know nonetheless i just you know for me i use this adoption as you know something that is very special to me and um, i've gone through a lot um being adopted you know i went through i got in a lot of trouble you know as a teenager you know looking for my love in all the wrong places absolutely you know even as a young adult um though i never you know went to the extreme of you know having to deal with the law or anything like that Mm -hmm. I still feel like I went to different extremes that kind of expressed that I was still hurting and so where I am today is you know just yeah let's talk about today yeah I want to know because that was heavy wasn't it I got a question like so how how did um how did you know what you've been through growing up your upbringing how does that affect your family your immediate family, mm, you're, you're ch- raising your children. Your yeah, who's grandma? Who's nana? Yeah, who's, who's, how, how, how does that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that just, is just, a good question. How, yeah, just how do you, yeah. how are you with your children? Yeah. You know? So I'm going to um, answer one question at a time. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't feel all over the place. But um, that is a really good question because it's very um, broken still. Because mm-hmm. I don't have a personal relationship with my adoptive mom today. So it's almost oh. like one or the other. Really? And though we cool, we see each other on holidays Dang. or something, you know, we, mm. you know, catch up, but we don't have a personal relationship. Um, so my daughter didn't have a grandma on my side show up when she was born or show up to my baby shower or spend holidays with, you know, my mm. husband's mom um, is present, but, um, I have an auntie, which is my adoptive mom's sister, whom I absolutely love. She's been there from, she, according to her, actually told my mom to adopt me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, uh, me and her are very close. And um, she's not, she doesn't have a title of, you know, filling in the place of my adoptive mom or nothing like that. She truly is my aunt. But that's who my daughter refers to as her, you know, companion besides myself. Okay. So, um, um, and then, you know, I have my dad who um, also yeah, adopted him, yeah. me, my mom's um, boyfriend at the time. So he's been in my life since uh, my mom had me. Okay. Um, he never legally adopted me, but he's been my father. Um, and he is a best friend to me. That's cool. Um, That's cool. Yeah, because he's, he, you know, my dad just kind of, um, he's like myself where we can understand human nature. Mm. 
and we can put things aside for the sake of, um, you know, living our best life, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, so we bond on those terms, but, um, as it relates to my immediate family and how my adoption affects my marriage, um, I used to think that my husband having three kids was baggage, you know. That's how most yeah. people, you know, feel going in a relationship. Yeah. Yeah, and know. I used to think like, oh my gosh, like my stuff don't outweigh your stuff. But it does. My adoption is heavy. Mm-hmm. And I have some root issues that my husband loves me through. And, you know, I used to feel like if we put your baggage on the scale of my baggage, yours would overtip mine's. Now I feel like mine's would overtip his. The more that, you know, after eight years, you can kind of, your stuff, your closet is exposed. Mm -hmm. And so um, if all he has is his three boys, you know, um, then I'll take it, you know. Um, it's we actually it kind of feels like a trade, you know, gotcha. one trade gotcha. for another. God is you know just in that, but mm. um, yeah, my husband has to love has had to. I feel like I'm a very confident person. I don't struggle with jealousy or um, that I knew of too many insecurities that were vain, mm-hmm. you know. But I definitely struggled with being loved gotcha. and accepting that and. You know, my husband, I ne- my husband's never walked out on me, never cheated on me, never been uncommitted to me. That was like hard, you know, because I yeah, never seen commitment with, in my yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what's up. So, uh, you know, I used to tell God, you got, I used <laughs> telling God how to do his job. Like, I still think you got it wrong. But then, <laughs> <laughs> you know, my husband, um, the woman that people like and have grown to, you know, adore, I really feel like is because of my man. Like he, mm-hmm. he loves me um, in my most vulnerable, you know, issues and, um, you know, he esteems me, he builds me up and, you know, helps me to use my head because you know when you're adopted you kind of got that wild card issue Mm -hmm. and you kind of got that yellow attitude and that you know kind of risk taker and being just you know down for whatever and my husband is complete opposite of me he's more you know he thinks about consequences and he uh you know he just uses his common sense, uses his head, (laughs) and (laughs) he's never done anything that's too compromising. And so, um, you know, he kind of, he does create that healthy boundary that I need. That's what's up. Yeah, that balance, yeah. 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 Um, Opposites attract. Yeah. Don't they? (laughs) Sometimes. 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 And we're getting there. I, I want to go into today um, because you said something that was very interesting that it seemed like almost kind of like, how'd you get this 
like this confidence about yourself, especially, especially, especially what you're doing. I mm-hmm. mean, you're presenting yourself on, you know, I don't know what type of modeling you do. I don't know if it's, you know, you know, um, it's clean. Okay. Yeah. What's no, 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 no. I think he meant like you know, talking about magazine, runway. Never know. No. No. So, but what I'm saying is, hey, Curry, she said it's clean. Um, but no, what I'm saying is like, um, what you've been through as far as just like um some of the things that you said that you dealt with growing up. It seems like what happens is individuals who go through that they have very low self-esteem mm-hmm. and you said you had confidence and especially what you're doing now you know what I mean what from what you went through how did you get to one how did you get the confidence and how did you say hey you know outside of you, you know I want to be a model and I still I want to present myself and everyone and just being able to have that confidence like you know just from what you went through well um I secured myself with my father in heaven, like first and foremost. Um, I know that sounds so cliche, but I absolutely adore the fact that he adores me. And mind you, once again, I'm, you know, we, well, you know, God came for people like me, the, <laughs> <laughs> the hard headed ones. And so, you know, just realizing that I was not, nothing was wrong with me, you know, like understanding that I, you know, rather I was to stay with my biological mom or not, but because I wasn't, there still was nothing wrong with me. And knowing that I had the God love, you know, Mm -hmm. like, like with me, in me, um, helped me to just have that autumn you know god gives you confidence you know that's enough to be confident about you know what i mean like you kind of it sets you apart you know like i I always knew that i was different and um just having that relationship with him just kind of and mind you my relationship with him would be considered rocky (laughs) but (laughs) but in his eyes never never that you know but um but no i don't know he just i just he just secured me, you know, That's like made so. me feel like all types of good and, you know, and loved and, you know, designed on purpose. And I realized that, you know, my adoption was not at all a problem, but it also, you know, God works in like signs and wonders, but, you know, we are adopted into sonship with the Lord. Right. Like, I totally get that. Okay. I have a totally, like, you know, if you could use it as an analogy, like, you know, my life is definitely scriptural, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, does that make sense? No, yeah, that's, I okay. get it, I get it, I get it 100%. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, so anyways, um, that helped with my confidence, and then as a little girl, my mom and my stepdad at the time had um, brought modeling to my attention. Okay. And so when I was probably, I don't know, like around 10 or so, my mom had um, asked, my mom, my stepdad asked me if this was something I'd be interested in. And I was just like, sure, you know, not thinking anything of it. And um, from there, I kind of did a little bit of pageants. And every Saturday, my mom and I would watch like 
the style network and they had fashion shows and stuff like that back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and we would just watch those and, you know, life took a turn because as I became a teenager, you know, been around my brother and my cousins, you start, you know, oh, a cigarette? Let's try it. Boys, you know, um, do what? You know, so a car I could drive at 13, like, you know, so you start doing (laughs) hard hits. Living a little, living a little on the edge. Absolutely. (laughs) And so you, you know, that rebellion kicked in. And so I kind of lost track of um, modeling. And I found myself, I I was incarcerated a lot as a kid. Um, I stayed in juvenile uh, because I just couldn't get right, you know. And um, that was difficult for me to, that's where I actually, you know, bonded with the Holy Spirit. But um, that was difficult for me because I could, I didn't understand myself. I I didn't even know how to break my habit out of staying out of trouble, you know. Um, And at that point, when I became a teenager, adoption wasn't even on my mind anymore. Mm. You know, I wasn't even thinking about that. I was just thinking about living in the moment and, you know, trying my, I was surviving literally, you know, and that kind of happened to be in, you know, indulging in the wrong things to survive, you know? Mm. But, um, eventually when I got to girls school, I had to go to girls school here in Indy. So I transferred um, cities to do some time. And that's when the Lord just began to really work on me because I came to him, you know, with this repentance heart and with this lack of understanding and yet with these dreams, you know. And Mm -hmm. so, um, you know, nothing happened overnight. Um, but I was definitely being renewed in my mind and I had the support of, you know, the faculty, um, there to help cultivate some new thinking behaviors and, you know, new lifestyle. And so when I got out, my sisters, um, uh, dad, I guess had wanted to do a blood test to see if I was his, um, we had only met like maybe once or twice in my childhood. And so did that, came back, he was my dad. So I met my dad when I was 17. And then Mm. um, from there, I just started, that was when I saw that God was working in my life. And I wanted to propose to him some other things. And so I proposed, you know, that little dream I had from when I was a little girl and it was modeling. And so, um, I don't know, just over time, we started trying to get that in the works, but it was very difficult um, because it doesn't happen off of luck, like we talked about earlier. You know, it really is a grind. And I didn't really know what it took to, you know, get discovered and, you know, the right doors to walk through. And so it took a long time to kind of get myself in a position to where I am now, but um, ultimately just seeing that life was favorable helped me to realize that um, I was good enough and I felt esteemed about myself when, you know, cause things, when good things happen, you just kind of start feeling yourself yeah, a little bit, that, you know? Yeah. 
So um, yeah. I've always, because of dealing with what I dealt with, with my siblings, or maybe not, I just never dealt with envy like that. It's just never, you know, some people deal with different stuff. Mm. Yeah, you Different know, addictions. Absolutely. That's and, um, not my advice. But. And it sounds like you said, I mean, basically, and that's how I try to look at life. It's just like, you know, everything I've gone through in life, you know, I was, I've gone through it for a reason mm. and it's taught me my lesson. You know what I mean? Even the worst of the worst, you're like, damn, you, it sucked. But you know, you always, if you really just kind of step back and look back at life and just say, why that happened to me? And then you just can, like you say, you can reflect and just be like, all right, you know, mm. I was put there for a reason, you know? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, so tell us about what you got going on now. On. Where I, people I, got, can, I got one more question for, for oh, we, before we, so I just had one quick question. Before, so adult Ashley, 30, mm-hmm. for any youngin out there going through what you went through, mm-hmm. you know, growing up, that might be going through, just finding out they're adopted or having issues dealing with, you know, being adopted, what advice would you have for that child? Um. Adoption is a good thing. Uh, it's your individuality. It blows my mind that I'm adopted. It really does sometimes feel like a make-believe story, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would just say to accept yourself, you know. Um, you're going to see a lot of ugly in this journey, you know, because you got to get through some issues and I would advise getting some maybe some help you know to get through it and Mm. um you know just be thankful I've always been thankful because I I thought well could have been abortion but it's adoption um so you know just finding things to be thankful for and, um, you know, I've learned about myself recently that my husband had said, he said, um, you don't smile a lot. And I was like, no way, <laughs> you know. Um, and so for me, I'm practicing not trying to smile through my pain, but really just letting some stuff go because mm-hmm. I cannot take it back. And it is a scary life. I learned the other day that, wow, the Ashley I am today, I have always been afraid of her. I have, you know, you you have little slight anxiety, you know, of being your very best self or, you know, you can call it fear of this or fear of that. And, you know, because it's circumstances that you're faced with that you feel like are scaring you. But in actuality, it's yourself, Mm -hmm. your great self that's Mm -hmm. scaring you. And so, you know, it's, it's so cliche to just say, hey, just embrace yourself, you know, but. There will be valleys, you know, and um, if you got to cry, cry. If you want to, I say be constructive with your, you know, your problems, though. That's Mm -hmm. one thing I wish I could have done differently Mm. was be more constructive, you know, because my husband will counsel our 13-year-old and I'll just sit there and say, wow, my husband just told me the same thing last week. (laughs) 
you know, so I have my learn, I'm yeah. delayed in my learning yeah. a little bit when it yeah. comes to. There's really uh, no age on advice. Though. <laughs> it isn't. Yeah, no age yeah. <laughs> but I just feel as if like certain, um, don't stunt your growth. You know, that's the thing that I feel like maybe I may have done just because of, um, being in bondage in my mind, you know, concerning it and yeah. just, um, you yeah, know, just live every day in gratitude. And I know that's hard and, you know, mental is, you know, something, but, you know, store up some great things in your heart that you can be thankful for. That way your mind kind of, you know, help assist in the problem. So. Right. Would yeah. you say, would you say, uh, because it's funny, I, uh, and maybe one of the things, one of the things that I had to realize is that, and, and it's crazy because I didn't, sometimes you, you go through something, you, something else that's not related to a situation you went through, but it helped you learn mm-hmm. about that other mm-hmm. thing. So one of the things that I learned about myself was as, as I'm doing this podcast, like I, I look at the people that I think that should be supporting it, that should be listening, that should be reposting it. And I'm like, man, why don't they, why aren't these people doing it? This person ain't even never told me he listened or this person, she ain't never said this and that. And I had to step back and say, why am I worried about the people who don't listen instead of appreciate the people who do listen? Mm -hmm. And then I had to look back in my life. I'm like, all I complained about was um, this person wasn't here for me. This person wasn't there for me. And I took for granted for everyone that was in that in my life that was, hey, man, get up or helping me. Here's a doc, you know, whatever it is. And it's just like we forget about we just get so used to those people there. And we're just like, ah, we take it for granted. Mm-hmm. And I had to look, step back and be like, man, you know, I probably by me complaining about that person not being there, that person listening to me and be like, but I was, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I think that's one thing I learned. And, and maybe people like you saying, just with the advice that you're giving those like TCS, appreciate the people who are there. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So Because you, you do try to, I think at one point I did go through a period of, and every once in a while I'll have to check it, but go through a period of validation, you yeah. know, from people that really don't matter you know and the thing about yeah, it it's the, it's the people that matter are so small you know, your group, those but you make them big group. though don't it you're like man you could think about the five people that you'd be like you think it's the world like you think that it's the world <laughs> and, you know, but yeah, you're, you're really your it's your your core yes, that really yes, matters yes. you know like your your family the the people that are there for you yes yeah, you know yeah. and some of them aren't necessarily family but you know they like family exactly you know but um you know, you just that so that to piggyback on the advice I would give is just don't, and that's probably why I kind of like myself. I mean, I, I I like myself because <laughs> I validate myself, yeah, you know. But that's because of the Lord, like you know. <clears throat> but words are powerful because you write in the mirror, like literally. Right. I'm yeah. not even about that. Like you got to remind yourself, you know, who you are, you know. And mm-hmm. for me. Um, not that I've ever been perfect of it, perfect at it, but it's like like most of us, there is an agent that wants to represent us, and then there's our true self. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, your representative. Yeah, yeah. And you got to man. That mug has <laughs> been living there for a long time, yeah. representing, man. showing out, being this, you being know, that. Our, we have a bit. Our agent now is. <laughs> 
these filters on Facebook and the Instagram. <laughs> oh, they're they're, 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 they're them super Living agent a, now. Yeah, right. And, but it is like a filter life, you yeah, know? And yeah, so you got yeah. to go back or, even, or relearn or get new yeah, in touch yeah, with yourself, you know? Absolutely. And so for me, it's just like, that's, that's my, my habitual, you know, that's at this up. point. So, yeah. That's what's up. So where can they find you now? Where can they get your information and yeah. just the steps of contacting you if they do or if they are interested in you know modeling or getting some advice from you and everything like that where can sure. they how can they get in contact with you and everything sure um so my website for um, modelpreneur masters workshop international um is my mmwi.com um and so what you'll find there is um with my modeling business again it's people just like or my I, myself personally is just like you um i try to be down to earth and relatable. Um, those are the people that I find I do business best with. Um, so like if you're faced with odds, you know, for instance, you've been, been, you know, married and you feel like, dang, I can't model no more. Or you feel like you gained some weight, like, dang, am I really going to be able to, you know, get into this industry? Or I got four kids. I work, you know, this and this hours, or I don't live in New York or this or that. Um, then this may be for you. So you can check us out. That's cool. Um, yeah. I might have to hit you up. You know, <laughs> <laughs> trying to model? I'm going to go get me a line in or something and then I'm going to show up like, I'm, I'm here, I'm ready. I could do something, man. Right, that's, that's all. There you go. Put me you on a cereal something. box. I don't care. Nah, man. So, <laughs> Multiple streams of income. There you go. Yeah, shit. Well, sign yeah. me up, too. <laughs> we for the money. Yeah. Right. So, uh, so, yeah, that's my MMWI.com. Our Instagram is Modelpreneur Masters Workshop. Um, you can probably find that on my personal Instagram page. And we will tag we'll tag all those when okay. we when we do the you know web or when we drop this set church um, our Instagram and our Facebook will tag you and everything sure. and all that. So. so it's just Ashley Barnett um, on my Instagram and Facebook same thing. So yeah, that's hey. you can contact me. Hey man, we appreciate this. Yes, definitely. You know, man, our last few episodes have been, you know, we just been, we've been great episodes, but this has been a change of a change of pace. Oh yeah. Um, This kind of take me back to my essence of how I got started. I was just talking to people that I didn't know about their story and everything. So, you know, we want to kind of start doing a mixture of both, you know, and kind of get the fellas, get you know random conversation and then also hear other people's stories so yeah thank you man i thank you for i i kind of wanted to go back to you know um your adopted mother man i I hate to hear that you say you guys don't Mm -hmm. i hate to hear that man i was very i mean because she took on the responsibility and it sounded like y'all was good but she still had some yeah 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 yeah. so i yeah i wanted to Man. We can touch on it. It's, I mean, it's, for me, I feel as if like is it fi- can you can you can yeah. is it can you can you guys fix it if there uh, is an issue because you guys stop talking. I mean, you said you don't talk as much, but yeah. I mean, um, I I think what really strained it is when I really decided to just like stop, um, you know, trying to carry her feelings. And then sacrificing my real feelings. Mm-hmm. And so, okay. um, you know, about it, shall I say, because I do care about her feelings. But, you know, I took my mom through a lot. You know, my mom, you know, had to deal with me constantly being incarcerated. Yeah, you, you was like, well, you was a low-key like, thug was, back yeah, in the day. <laughs> 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 right, I was listening. I'm like, yeah, girl, man, school. What? <laughs> 
smoking, <laughs> drinking it, driving at 13. Like, well, what I'm trying name? to envision it. Yeah, I'm I like, can't. I'm looking I'm at her looking, now. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, <"Nah."> <laughs> <laughs> you got to put some, put some cornrows right. in there. So really? <laughs> she said she had the Cleo braids. Yeah, the Cleo. crazy. I swear, it's so hard to believe. I tell you, like, it, 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 to me, people, I went to my class reunion, and people were, like, reminding me of stuff, and I was like, no way, you know? Yeah. Like, it's hard for me to even remember sometimes. But, um, but, yeah, you know, having to adopt a child and then take on their issues that come with it. You know, that was hard. And so I think my mom, at some point, once I decided that I was going to, you know, have this personal relationship with my biological mom, she felt like betrayal, maybe. Absolutely, I could see that. And I so that. Um, I tried my hardest to have balance. And when I talked to my mom, my biological mom, maybe not mention my adoptive mom, or if I talked to my adoptive mom, <laughs> You know, if she asked me if I heard from her, I'll say, oh, maybe like once, you know, mm. uh, last year or something or, you know, just afraid to be completely honest yeah. with her. Yeah. And at some point, I just couldn't live like that anymore. And I just decided to be how I was. And however our relationship was going to fall, I let it, you know, the chips fall. And... um I think it's misunderstood that maybe I don't cherish my mom or I don't value her as much. But to me, I feel also like you don't, once you adopt your child, you don't, you you carry them through it, through adulthood too. It's, you don't right, just right, get them, you know, right, let them right. get 18 and then, yeah, let you them know, go. and yeah. then let them go. Not that, sh- that I think that was intentional for her to do it like that, but um I just feel as if like we just love mother and daughter. You you know you just yeah, get through it. Yeah. You know, and um, um, but yeah. So that's where we are. And I you know I got mad love for my mom. My mom is you know I said at the beginning of this podcast that I wanted to make sure I it, it was a sensitive subject to talk about either one of them because I wanted to make sure I wasn't like downplaying one and uplifting the other or you know right, I still right, carry it a little right, bit right. but um but my mom is a great woman and I admire her um we just is it fixable I I, I definitely believe in that it's good, just good, that good. um Hey, I'm here. I'm willing. Okay. All right. That's what's up. Good, good, good. Yeah. Stay, stay true to you. Yeah, stay true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so, you know, hopefully, it'll come around. Yeah, hopefully it comes around, you know, and it will. I mean, you sound like you're a very spiritual person, and, uh, yeah. you know, you know, it, it, it'll be back. It'll be yeah. back. It ain't like y'all fell out on some enemy stuff. It just sounds like, you know, there's growth that had to be, you know, you guys had to have, or she had to have, or whoever. But yeah. uh, you guys will be back. And I think so. most importantly for me, like, at this point, like, I think... You know, I don't want to end this without, you know, just saying how I feel like this adoption, you know, has made me such a great mom. Like, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. <laughs> you, you, the, you, the, you the top nine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I give myself a good rating, you know. Yeah, that's uh, what's up. You know, that's I good. love my baby and, you know, we're extremely close and, that's good. you know, just having... You know, when we do have challenges, I feel as if, like, it's important for me to, you know, be able to take a deep breath and kind of, again, put myself in her shoes and, you know, just kind of give different, um, um, just have a different attitude, I guess, than, um, than the way that I, I guess, 
I was probably supposed to have because of my circumstances. Gotcha. gotcha. Um, and so, yeah, I, I'm a good mom, and that's what I'm most proud of. That's what's That's up. my trophy in life right there. There you go. So. Cool, cool. Is like she going to model? It. She does model. Uh-oh. Oh, she's not going to. <laughs> she does. That's what's up. She's how old? She's six. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, she oh, yeah. She's she ready. Yeah. Train them up. Train them yeah, up. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. Well, Ashley, we really, really appreciate you coming through. Definitely. This was this was cool. Thank it was cool. you. It was Thank cool. You. Like I said, change your pace, and that's you know we need it. So thank you. Thanks for being open. Yeah, Thank you. absolutely. You're and we are like we always tell every guest, um, you know, if you have a topic or an idea, shoot it. You know, if you want to come back on. If you got some big model gig that you're going to set me and TC up with. Sure. You know, put us in a magazine spread or something. <laughs> Let yeah, us know. Do it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, TC, where can they find us again? At Stasis High Pod. It's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of our episodes on SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, and Stitcher. Any questions, comments, concerns? Uh, please send us an email, stasishypod at gmail.com. Yeah, yeah. Ashley, spell your name because everybody's going to be looking for Ashley. Your mm-hmm. name is not just the the Ashley normal, like, yeah. you know, how do you spell your name so everybody can go to your Instagram again? It's Ashley, um, A-S-H-L-E-I-G-H, Barnett, B-A-R-N-E-T-T. Yep, yep, there it is. All right, everybody, thanks for listening. Stakes is High Podcast. Peace. Peace.